Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 7, you will hear stories from our 8th collection, Lost and Found. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. A Voice Lost and Found by Richard L. Davis I did not think I would find them. I knew she wrote stories, short plots filled with adventure and compelling characters rendered with a graceful, eloquent pen. I read many and enjoyed them. She loved the craft and loved life. But did she write her story? I knew I would lose her soon. Too young, she learned to live with chronic headaches and to function despite the pain. She traveled the world, Europe, Japan, Africa, a swim competition off Saipan, whitewater rafting on the Indus and Ganges rivers, lots of girlfriends, furtive attempts at boyfriends. Then headaches became migraines, then a swelling behind her eye, surgery, chemotherapy, radiation then blessed remission, and a return to college, a master's degree, jobs, and over a decade of normality and hope. But the presence was not done with her. A second recurrence, then a third, more surgery and treatments. The presence proved relentless, and then she was gone. I thought her voice silenced forever, Yet I somehow could not believe it. Somewhere I knew she had told her story. But where? Obsessed with finding her words and once more hearing her voice, I searched her apartment for private notes, letters, and journals, perhaps a secret diary. I rummaged through closets, the kitchen, boxes in the laundry, suitcases, under mattresses, and soon-to-be-sold furniture. A neighbor offered me a good price for the furnishings. Before releasing them, though, I searched once more through the empty drawers and spaces to assure myself I had not missed anything. My hands touched every surface, mindlessly without direction, feeling their history, remembering the loss more so than the purpose. Then, as if her words were reaching out to me, I found it. A small journal, previously unseen in the back of a dresser drawer. I held my breath as I pulled it out. The diary dated from her early years, half a lifetime ago, before the presence. Soft-bound and tattered, its dry aging pages chronicled the days when her energy, optimism, and hope had yet to be tempered by disease. Could there be more? Encouraged, I reached in again. Nothing. Then at the back of the drawer, a small wooden lever beckoned. I pressed it, and a panel dropped, revealing a hidden space. A rich reservoir of memory emerged. Five more journals, two autobiographies, steno pads, a dozen notebooks. Once compiled, the cash covered her entire life from her earliest memories. 
I held her soon-to-be-reawakened voice in my hands the way I wished I could once more hold her in my arms. My hands shook and the pages blurred. Wiping my eyes, I read through each precious jewel, often fumbling as I turned a page. She had bought this furniture, with its elaborate secret hiding place, as a hallowed sanctuary for herself alone. Now here I stood, treasure in hand, feeling like a terrible intruder. But read I must. She wrote of childhood memories in California and Guam, of friends, of writing for her high school newspaper, and of boys. I felt so uncomfortable while we danced, she wrote of a young Marine she met in Africa, almost as if I was whole for the first time in my life. When we parted, I felt like I had lost something, and I longed for him to hold me again. Entry, 31 July, 1991. When the presence took hold in 1996, she remained hopeful, giving. She wrote, Determination, love and support, prayer, they are vital to all aspects of survival. Yet a part of me feels ashamed, ashamed that I have years, months, weeks, more than so many. I want to repay their lives by giving mine to others like them, by becoming that loving, supporting person they may or may not have. Entry, 1998. The migraines continued. She wrote, I'm tired of sitting alone in a dark room. I've opened the windows to let in the light and am heading for the door. And yet life's not worth living without the pain because we won't learn anything unless we experience it all. It's something not to fear, but to embrace, because we are not fully alive until we do. Entry 2010 She concluded, We have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the instrument we have. The only disability is a bad attitude. Entry 2012. On March 13, 2020, her oncologist told her treatment had failed. The presence would continue to grow regardless of what they did. She anticipated what he would say and surprised us. She said, part of me is angry, part of me is scared, but most of me is just tired. Then she released herself to the inevitable she could not change. On November 23, 2021, after 25 years of their journey together, the presence took her. She was 48 years old. Diane was my daughter, too soon gone, but she left her voice for me to find my daughter, Diane. Copyright 2023, Richard L. Davis. Richard L. Davis lives in Augusta, Georgia, and studied for several years with Amherst writers and artists. A retired Air Force officer with an extensive writing history, he has authored multiple professional works, but most recently published a novella and has two more manuscripts pending. Currently, he is editing and compiling his daughter's journals, which chronicle her decades-long experience with the presence. 
Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the eight anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.